Stu and I were just talking about the loss of credibility in the world. And we're going to share some things over the next seven to ten days that I think are going to blow your mind and show you how uh, dire the situation is. We only have a limited amount of time before AI and everything else kicks in. And you're just not going to know the truth anymore. And um, if what the World Economic Forum said is true on some sort of catastrophic global cyber event that shuts down power or shuts down the banking system, um, you will be the only voice and the only brain around that's looking for truth. So uh, one of the things we want to do this year is really try to teach critical thinking. How do you learn critical thinking? What does that even mean? Um, But next hour, we want to talk to you about the World Economic Forum and their warning about a massive cyber attack and what that means and how to prepare. I know everybody's exhausted by the news and you're exhausted it's almost as if people don't care anymore but i contend they really care they just a don't think anything's going to be done about you know the crime and the corruption that everybody seems to get away with so why waste my time on that and the other the problems are so big they don't think they can do anything about it so why am i wasting my time getting so upset about it well this hour, we're going to talk to you again about the the cyber attacks that are happening at an insane rate right now. Lost among our chaotic news cycle are stories that you might have missed. Central banks, governments, even NATO have been running cyber attack war games, specifically focusing on a massive global attack on the financial system. Now, that's what they're expecting. During the World Economic Forum uh, meeting that happened a couple of weeks ago, they actually predicted a major catastrophic cyber event sometime in the next 24 months. What do they know that we don't know? I'm going to show you what this could mean tomorrow night at 5 p.m. Eastern. It's a do not miss show. But I wanted to bring somebody back that we had on a couple of days ago because he is one of the leading experts on cyber attacks or EMPs knocking out our power grid. He consults with uh, electric companies all across the country. Um, It's a question that I feel we need to ask ourselves. Are we prepared at all as individuals? Especially if Davos has prophesied we only have 24 months until something like this could happen. What should we do and what would the world look like? 
William Fortune is the uh, author of One Second After, One Year After, and the upcoming Five Years After that is set to release in August. He is a great, great author and storyteller, but he has the facts down. We're going to talk to him in 60 seconds. Stand by. Our sponsor this half hour is um, from My Patriot Supply. I got to tell you, My Patriot Supply, I've been doing business with them for a long time. Uh, I have ordered their food long ago. I'm out of all of it now. I mean, if something goes down, don't come to my house. I, I, I don't know what. We'll just be eating bullets. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, um, My Patriot Supply has been the leader in really good top quality food and preparedness kits. Um, a couple of years ago, we had one of these crazy freezes where power went out in Texas, really almost for the first time. Um, and they started working on something called Vesta. It's new now, and it's available at My Patriot Supply. This is um, a it's canned heat, if you will. It runs on canned heat. It burns really, really hot, yet it's totally safe. You light the fuel, and within a few minutes, Vesta is hot enough to boil water and even heat a 200-square-foot room. Again, without smoke, no toxic fumes, and without danger. So go to preparewithglenn.com and save $30 on the Vesta while supplies last. Act now at preparewithglenn.com. All right, we bring uh, we bring back um, our um, our uh, guest from just a couple of days ago, William Fortune, uh, who wrote One Second After. Uh, he is also a Montreat College uh, faculty fellow, and we wanted to talk to him about. Uh, well, William, have you read the World Economic Forum's warning that uh, no, of I a have major? Not. Okay, so they're saying a major cyber attack is coming, and they're focused really on the um, on the financial sector. Um, mm-hmm. They think that's where it's going to that's where it's going to come. Which um, any thoughts on that quickly before we move you on? Know, <laughs> last night, my girlfriend and I were playing Jenga. You know that thing where you stack yeah, yeah. all the wooden blocks up. Okay, yeah. it's a good analogy. Imagine. Our whole infrastructure is like a Jenga tower, and everything is balanced on one block on the bottom. If that one block goes out, the entire tower collapses. And that one block? That one block is electricity. That one block is electronics and our whole Internet system. But actually, all the way down to just electricity. Fill that, you kill the entire tower. So let's say that we were in war with uh, Russia. Um, yes. Uh, would they have any qualms of shutting our electricity off? Would they just go after one sector, or would they have any qualms of going after electricity? It's a multifaceted attack, but electricity is the fundamental block upon which everything is predicated upon. Your computers, your telecommunications, space program, everything comes down to electricity. Now, it would be a multifaceted attack, which that would be one component thereof. Uh, why would someone go after the financial sector? Couldn't you reset the fi- As long as you had electricity, couldn't you reset that pretty quickly? It would right. really... Go ahead. I know at some point we're going to be talking about what we can do as individuals. So let's yes. take it as an individual. 
all right, you lose the finances. Suddenly your credit cards don't work. Your banking account doesn't work. Maybe everything you have saved for years just suddenly, boom, it's offline. It disappears. What happens to us as individuals? And then extrapolate that out to your community all the way up to the nation. You disrupt the, uh, the financial system. Basically, to put it in common parlance, we're screwed. Um, and wouldn't, uh, wouldn't a central bank digital currency make things worse? Because you wouldn't have yeah, any currency at all. Well, there's, there's another part of our problem with AI and everything else. We're actually setting up a system whereby we become more and more vulnerable every day. A hundred years ago, you know, back during, uh, you know, Roosevelt and everything else, yeah, systems collapsed. But if you had money under the mattress, you could still get by. Well, mm-hmm. that money in and of itself is useless. Who will trust it? Remember Sandy in 2012? of people lined up around the block in New York City waving $100 bills just to get hamburgers out of McDonald's. And the guy at McDonald's is saying, hey, folks, I can't even deal with that. I have no banking system left. I don't want your money. It's worthless. That's the scary thing. Our money becomes worthless. Now, I I wanted to talk to you, um, and we had you on a couple of days ago, and uh, just for anybody who missed this, just recap a bit. Um, how easy it is to take down our our power grid and the attempts that have already been made. And it's my understanding, if we take out nine or ten substations, you can lose the entire grid in America, not for a short period of time. It's not like putting a new telephone pole up. It's for months. Well, uh, remember the great power failures in New York in the 70s and 80s? And in the one case, it all traced back to one relay switch that short-circuited out. Mm -hmm. That then caused the next relay switch to shut down. That started causing entire systems to go offline to try and protect themselves. Or look at Texas. I mean, you went through it two years ago. Mm -hmm. When the system started to go, it cascaded across the entire state within a matter of minutes. It's all automatically set up. It happens faster than any human could ever deal with. It's just boom, 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 boom of different electronic components suddenly say, oh, the guy next to me isn't working right. I got to shut down. Right. But isn't that to protect the entire system? (laughs) How do you bring it back up? If Texas had had a full meltdown, how do you bring it back up? How do you mean that? I, I'm sorry for being asking such simple oh. questions here, but I know no. I know this just happened in Pakistan. They were doing it for some global warming thing, and uh, they decided to take the entire system down for a couple of hours every night. They turn it off, mm-hmm. and they couldn't turn it back on. I don't know if they still have you know power outages. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Again, we as, as individuals, I'm sitting in my house right now. If suddenly, boom, it went off, how do I turn it back on? Do I go to my circuit box, which, which I can barely understand? You know, I'm just an ordinary guy in that respect. The systems become so interlocking and so complex that it exceeds the human capability to bring it back quickly. So it just automatically shuts down. And then how do you bring it back? There's the key. 
How do you and, bring it back? And that's for a cyber attack, which you told me a couple of days ago. A cyber attack can, uh, you know, go and shooting one of those uh, substations, which we're having mm-hmm. happen now around the country. Uh, somebody shooting at them can bring them offline. But if it's coordinated or even a cyber attack, it can destroy those substations. Um, and China is the only one that makes all of that equipment. And it to order it in a, in a non-emergency way, it'll take you over a year to get it. Okay, our major transformers, I believe you and I talked about it two days ago. Our major big substation, the, the larger substations, to replace a major component can take two years. Now, you would think, in a nation that realizes it could be facing this, we would stockpile key components. Now, certain things go offline, bang, you put another one in. No, we're a just-in-time delivery type of mentality. And as a result, we don't have stockpiles of crucial equipment to help bring us back online. Okay. So um, this means, give me the, you know, the scenario that you you wrote in one second after. Um, Open things up. And I, you know, I read these kinds of things and and reports and everything else. You did such a good job at keeping, bringing the story to life in a realistic way um and then also uh showing me things that i just i had never even thought about um these things go offline how long does it take we i think it's 72 hours before things really go into chaos um that was from a government study in the 60s and it proved true with uh, katrina once people think there's no help coming um bad things really begin to happen um how long before um, a lot of people die. Is it that same three three hours because of the lack of water? Or three, well, not let, three let, hours, three days? Okay, if we want with an EMP scenario, how many people are going to die in the next five minutes? I'll ask you that as a question. How many people do you think will die in the first five minutes of an EMP? Uh, I would say none. Because of the EMP, very few couple hundred thousand in the first five to ten minutes from what because there's over two thousand commercial aircraft in the air right now and a significant number of those if they got hit by a major emp it shuts the computers down on the plane and even if you have Mm. fully up front piloting you into the hudson river that plane's going to fall like a rock so a couple hundred thousand within minutes within the first three days in a major situation, what happens to your nursing homes? Right. And your hospitals. Um, Okay. So, so that would happen if they just, it doesn't have to be an EMP. If they knock the power grid out, the planes would be okay. But we just saw at LA, you know, (laughs) the LAX just went out of power uh, and it, it wasn't good. You know, uh, wasn't it just a couple of weeks ago, the entire uh, command control system for the FAA shut down? And suddenly all the screens of all the air traffic controllers went blank. Now, it was only for short term, but it was chaos. Thousands of flights had to be canceled. Planes in the air. Are you going to put them back down? Or look at 9-11. 
where all planes were ordered down immediately and then didn't fly again for days. And that even was not a cyber situation. So your key components, or let me give you another example. Suppose all the traffic lights in Dallas suddenly shut down simultaneously. How many people are going to be hurt in the first five minutes? A lot. Quite a few. Yeah. So um, we don't we don't realize we are like that Jenga tower, which is one little block, and then the blocks above it start to fall away, and then the entire tower starts to, to collapse. That that's America at this moment. I have to tell you, you just said you and your girlfriend were talking about this last night about Jenga, and um, and I'd like to just offer my wife's services for counseling. Because that's the kind of stuff that, and my wife is like, can we not talk about that tonight? Anyway, um, uh, we're uh, we're talking about uh, we're talking about catastrophic failure, something the EF uh, the WEF has predicted is coming in the next twenty four months, and what can you do about it? And we are we are talking to William Fortune with um, he's the author of One Second After, and also he's with the uh, Montreat College uh, faculty. He's a fellow there. We're going to continue our conversation, but move it to, okay, if you believe these things are happening or possible, what should you do? We'll do that in 60 seconds. Uh, Relief sleep. Good sleep is one of the key ingredients of a successful day. My, My wife last night said, I just, I didn't sleep well. I just didn't sleep well. And I reminded her, did you take relief sleep? The whole day will feel like a never-ending schlog if you don't get a good night's sleep. Now, if you've ever tried, you know, any kind of sleep stuff, it, it for me, it either doesn't work uh, or it just whacks you out for the rest of the day. You feel groggy in the morning, and I hate that. I'd, I'd rather have a bad night's sleep. Relief Factor has come up with Relief Factor Sleep. It's 100% drug-free. It's a blend of natural ingredients designed to promote healthy sleep by reducing anxiety and distress and improving mood and promoting uh, relaxation. I will tell you, I use it probably two, three nights a week, and it is really good, and you never feel the difference in you. You never feel groggy. It's nineteen ninety-five, twenty 20 bucks to get the feeling of complete relaxation and contentment as you drift away into a deep night's sleep. So unleash the power of great sleep by calling 800, the number four relief, 800 for relief, or go to relieffactor.com. Look for relief factor sleep at relieffactor.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Tomorrow night, we are doing our Wednesday night special. But, Glenn, it's Friday. I know. We couldn't do it this week because nobody could get into the studios here in Dallas. Um, The Wednesday night special will be airing at uh, Friday at 5 p.m. It is called the COVID Blueprint, the next crisis globalists will use to control you. Um, We have a gentleman who I, I really respect. Uh, has a new book coming out in August calling Five Years After. He is one of the leading voices on EMP and uh, cybersecurity for our grids. Um, and we welcome him back, Dr. William Forschin. Yeah, I'll start with a question to, uh, for you. The ice okay. storm you had days ago. Yeah. Look, that pretty well shut all of Dallas down. A simple ice storm. So 
imagine a major cyber attack. What happens in the city of Dallas if suddenly nothing is working correctly? Uh, I would say, in short order, chaos. Uh, yeah. Real chaos. Within three days. Yeah. By, by tomorrow, maybe even today, it would have been chaos. Exactly. And there is another factor that we are used to a society, we are so used to a society functioning correctly that it becomes background noise in our life. I throw the switch on in the morning. Uh, I take a shower. I cook my eggs for breakfast. Uh, my girlfriend and I go out to dinner at a nice restaurant. These are all things that become simple background noise. Pull one of the blocks out, things start failing, and we're mystified. In fact, we can we very quickly will become frightened by what is happening. So there was a there was a book out. I don't know if you ever uh, read it, uh, Tragedy and Hope. Um, and it was written in the 1960s, and uh, it was written by one of the advisors for Eisenhower and, and all of the presidents, I think, going back to Truman. Um, and he talked about a global system that was being built that said the tragedy is these world wars will never have one because we're tying each other together economically, so no one will be able to have a complete global war anymore because it will destroy everything. He said in that, the only thing that would disrupt this, and I remember reading this again after 9-11, is if there is an unflagged group that yes. um, does not care about technology or the financial system. Well, that's exactly what happened with 9-11. They, they didn't care if they collapsed the financial sector. Um, and And if you look, if there was ever a collapse of things, we would probably lose to people that are not slaves to all this technology and all of the electronics and and all of the goods and services that we just take for granted right now. You know, there, there's, with the things I study and all that, there's times when I feel I'm just going to go further up in the woods, cut myself from the grid, and live alone. But no man is an island. Yeah. No matter how much we try to step away from things, we're still part of the society. Like okay, it or not. Okay, so when we come back, I want to have you get into a, a checklist. What should we do to be reasonably prepared for something that the WEF says is coming within the next 20, uh, 24 months? By the way, I take them at their word in seeing that they said a, a major pandemic was coming, and three months later, a major pandemic came. The Glenn Beck Program. More in just a minute. Um, I'm guessing that the next time you have to take a flight somewhere, you're not going to try to build your own airplane and fly it. And you, you, you would probably also say, yeah, I want it to be Airbus or Boeing. And uh, if the pilot comes on and says, hey, that's my first flight, you know, I do this part time, you're getting off the plane. I would say get off the plane if you hear this from a travel, uh, I mean, sorry, from a, uh, a real estate agent. Get out of their office. Don't let them rep. I only do this part time. You need somebody who is the best because they are landing and flying the biggest financial um, uh, asset that you will probably ever have in your life, your home. Don't leave that to anybody but somebody who has the best practices and the best history. You want somebody that has the whole ball game. That's who we try to find in your area. 
realestateagentsitrust.com. This is my company. It's a free service to you. We will recommend the people in your area that we think have the most credibility and the best business practices, etc., etc. It is realestateagentsitrust.com. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. If you use the promo code Glenn, you can save right now on your subscription to Blaze TV. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Let me just give you a couple of uh, news stories that have come out today. They're all part of uh, my show prep, which you can get my unedited uh, show prep now at glennbeck.com. It's free. Just look for the uh, morning email uh, news uh, newsletter. Everything that I look at every morning is now available to you because it's just not enough time to get to everything. But let me give you a couple of uh, headlines here. Um, Russia, Russian TV, now going to lengths to claim how they could wipe Britain off the face of the earth by setting off a radioactive tsunami in the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, Russian state TV has broadcast a mock video of the UK being obliterated by a tsunami set off by a nuclear missile sent from Moscow. Um, They say that it would engulf Ireland and the UK which I think leaves Scotland out. No, they, they're part of the UK. So I think that's I think that includes Scotland. China, on the other hand, the um, political economics uh, professor at Peking's University School of Government. So this is about as communist hierarchy as you can get, says the U.S. led semiconductor war on China is a nuclear weapon and China should respond with its own. Since the U.S. has used its nuclear weapon against China, China should strike back using our nuclear weapon, which is the market. The U.S. nuclear weapon is tech. Ours is the market. Um, And now they are looking at, I guess, cutting us off from the market. We are in very, very unstable times, and things can spiral out of control quickly. Now, We've been talking to you about the World Economic Forum's um, uh, prediction that in the next 24 months, a major cyber attack uh, would happen. So we wanted to bring a gentleman on we had a couple of days ago, but specifically to talk to him about what we can do uh, to prepare for something catastrophic like this. So let's go back to William Forsgen, uh, the author of One Second After, a must-read book. Bill, tell me. What, where do we start? Let me point out one thing. There was once a guy who everybody thought was crazy, wrote a book called My Struggle. Nobody paid attention to it, really. And then for the next 12, 14 years, he kept saying, I'm going to start a war. I'm going to start a war. Well, it became such background noise. The way you just pointed out, Russia's saying this, China's saying that. We don't pay attention. And then one day he started a war, World War II. The same thing now. We're getting so much data every day, we don't respond. And it's time we, as individuals, started taking some action for ourselves to protect ourselves and to protect our families. Okay, so what do we do? Your average part, okay, your typical listener right now, they're savvy, all right? They, they, they listen to you. How many of those folks, I'm going to, you know, I would ask, how many of you have a two to four week supply of water on hand? 
I'd say I, only a small fraction. What's your guess? One percent, two percent. I'm thinking about ten. About, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, you don't want to buy the bottled water? Just save your uh, two-liter bottles. Clean them out well, and then just fill them up. Stick them in a closet someplace. That is the key thing to start with. Have a basic water purification system on hand. You can buy one at any hiking store or Walmart for 20 or 30 bucks. That can take doubtful water, make it clean. Right. And then we go up that Maslow hierarchy of needs. What's the second most important thing? Well, it could be medication. Uh, you have oh. any number. At, at the average person, about a third of the population, has to take some kind of medication almost every day. Well, do you have a 30-day supply? Are you down to two days? And then you go to the pharmacy and it's just in time order? <clears throat> or do you find a way legally to put a six-month supply on hand, that not on day three you're out in the street going, what the heck do I do now? Yeah, I just, found, I just found this uh, I just found this service called uh, Jace Medical. I think it's jacemedical.com. Mm-hmm. And they find the legal ways to, you know, get your medication so you can have a six-month supply. You can have it on hand. Because that's, that's one of the major worries for me is – you know, if you don't have medication, my daughter goes into seizures. Uh, you know, I have blood, high blood pressure. I could be dead. You know, all of these things, there's a lot of people. I learned this from your book. There's a lot of people that should be dead, and I may be one of them, but they should have died without modern medication. They would have been dead by now, and as soon as you lose that, but the problem is, you know, everything is so tightly uh, prescribed and regulated that it's it's hard to to get stuff. How do you do it? Do you know, Bill? You know, when I first started the book and doing research, I sat down with my pharmacist one evening and just said, "What? What do happens? What happens to our typical community?" At the end of that one hour, she was crying. And my mm-hmm. God, Bill, it would be overwhelming within the first three to four days. Pancreatic enzyme disorder. You're dead. Uh, cancer control. Any number of things. You're dead. you got to remember, in the post-World War II generation is really the first truly medicated society in the world. A hundred years ago, we died. We died mm-hmm. young. Now we're living in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And pretty comfortable. But without those basic medications or the more exotic ones that you need, what about people who have had a transplant? They're going to die very, very quickly. What about heart conditions? Uh, I have an irregular heartbeat. I've been taking a medication for 40 years. I'm fine. Take that medication away, and within 30 days, I'm going to be bedridden because I'm going to be afraid I'm going to have an irregular heartbeat episode. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. These are basic things that we don't think about until it's too late, the day after. So you put food in the third place. Water's number one. Medication is number two. Yes. Hey, I just listened to one of your ads. I know the company. Uh, Patriots. uh, (laughs) My Patriots supply. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I know. By the way, they also have the water purification that is amazing and uh 
And it's even something that you can have on you or in your car at all times, too, uh, just in case. Um, We don't think of these things. We just... That's like Stu and I always joke. He says, you're the most prepared man I know, and I'm really not, but uh, I'm more prepared than he is. But I know in the end it's going to be one of those things that I'm like, oh, crap, I forgot batteries. You know, it's going to be something (laughs) stupid that you just assume that you have. I have a gross of double and triple A batteries down in my <laughs> so basement. Do yeah, so do <laughs> so do and you want to know something? That would be a trade item. Somebody's going to oh, say, yeah. uh, I'll trade you a meal for six batteries. Yes. Things like that that we don't even think of. And then, of course, security. And that's something I always predicate with. If you decide to get a firearm, get trained. You don't want to become an Alex Baldwin. All right? <laughs> get trained trained well if you decide that you want a firearm and then have the proper ammunition and supplies on hand so if you have your house on solar panels and you've got buried natural gas or or whatever for generators um is that also good to have in the plan is to oh, be yeah, some yeah. self-reliance on these things I have a small solar array I can put out, but hey, even me with all all the books I've written and everything else, there's a heck of a lot of things I'm dependent upon my society for. And not everybody is going to go out there, lay in natural gas lines, lay in a 2,000 gallon cistern, et cetera. But anybody listening to you who lives in an apartment, a single mom with a couple of kids, Get a month's worth of supply on hand that you don't have to step outside and contend with the chaos out there, that you are safe and secure in your home for at least a month. And do you think that a, a, a massive, what they're calling catastrophic attack on our, on our, um, on our systems, a uh, cyber attack, that could last a month? It most likely could last longer than a month. It could last. Uh, DOE study several years back said that if we had a radical shutdown, it could take up to five years to take the top 500 generating systems in the eastern United States, five years to put 80% back online. Why? Uh, because component parts, basic replacement parts. Uh do you recall the Israeli raid on the Iranians about a cyber yes. attack about 10 years? They shut down the mm-hmm. Yeah, but mm-hmm. they shut that. Just some software that they put in there caused all the centrifuges in Iran's nuclear program to suddenly stop. It destroyed them for years. There are things you and I don't even know about that at this moment somebody is sitting there plotting boy, I could really screw up America if I pulled this block out of the system. It's- and we, we talked the other day, the United States government has not taken this seriously. I mean, I remember I read your no. book, what, 15 years ago, maybe? Um, yeah. And nobody was taking it seriously then, but they're still not taking it seriously. You know, 10-second uh, shameless plug, my college has a four-year program to teach for cybersecurity. Kids, rather than studying medieval gender studies, you study that, you get a $100,000 a year job. 
But <laughs> I'll sit in some of the classes and I'll go, I don't know what the heck these people are talking about. They're doing it. They're learning how to block. And you sit in their main computer room in my college and you're watching. We're talking about attacks every single second somewhere in the country, somewhere in the world. People are probing. They're like the advanced cavalry before the start of a war, probing, 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 finding the weak spots and getting ready to pour in. It's going to happen. It will happen. And I firmly believe within the next two years. Uh, You know, you you and I, I don't know how we haven't spent more time together because we're like brothers from another mother. We both make people cry. We talk to. <laughs> oh boy, and, uh, me. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, thank you so much, uh, William. I appreciate it. Appreciate your books and looking forward to the next one that's coming out this August. God bless. Um, Keep putting the word out there, Glenn. Thank you. Um, now, look, this is something we talked about with the World Economic Forum tonight. Over the next 10 days, you're going to learn a lot um, about critical things that you need to understand. For the next two days, we're going to be talking about um, a cyber attack, and that goes right to our special, which is happening tomorrow night at 5 p.m., the next global crisis uh, crisis that globalists are going to use to control you, the COVID blueprint tonight, 5 p.m. Next week, we move into AI. You don't want to miss a single show in the next uh, couple of weeks. Okay, uh, let me talk to you about our uh, our sponsor this half hour. Our sponsor is, help me out here, Sarah. Oh, it's American Financing. American Financing um, uh, is just a is just a place that is helping people save now about seven hundred dollars a month. A radio listener, uh, Michael, wrote in about his experience. He said, uh, "I've been working with uh, Thea at American Financing since we made the decision to refi. She's helped since day one, answering all of my questions, and there have been plenty of questions. Returning every call, she's she's returned them and got answers for me very quickly." To lead me to wonder if she works 24-7, she might be a robot. Nah, just kidding. Anyway, we decided to go with American Financing. We are uh, starting all over. It's best of all, my wife and I don't have to go to the closing. Closing is coming to us. We didn't have to take time off. Thank you, American Financing. You rock. That is why they have so many great customer reviews. You can find them at American Financing, 800-906-2440. Whether you've already started the process with somebody else or you're looking to refi and save some money, AmericanFinancing.net. Call them now, 800-906-2440. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So I, I, I want to share something we didn't get to here just a few a few minutes ago. Um, the World Economic Forum is now predicting, and they're wargaming for the next global catastrophe that will require global action, and that is a major, as they say, catastrophic uh, cyber event. I believe that will be on the financial sector because I don't believe that. Um, I just think they'll hit the financial sector because it'll give them a reason to say we've got to bring everything in house to the federal reserve and we've got to have a digital currency and they'll reset everything that's that's my thinking but who knows 
Um, and it would be an easy way to wipe out massive debts, too, wouldn't it? If, if everything was just corrupted and you didn't know. Anyway, um, uh, we didn't talk about um, nuclear power. We talked about all, everything else going down. But how many, how many nuclear power plants do we have here in America, Stu? Stu, how many nuclear power plants do we have here in America? It's about 90? 92. 92, okay. The average nuclear power plant has only two weeks' worth of generating backup uh, from on-site oil and natural gas to cool the pile. That's the minimum it can do, cool the pile and stockpiled waste. So if you are out of power for more than two weeks the material at the end of two weeks begins to heat up and causes a meltdown. That'd be kind of a problem. How much does it take to stockpile six months worth of uh, natural gas? Why is that not happening at every nuclear facility? What it, maybe it costs a million dollars to do that? Haven't we just lost like $5 billion or $5 trillion just in fraud with PPP? I don't know, to stop our nuclear power plants from melting down in the case of cyber attack. I think it might the be Glenn worth Back it. Program.